Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I am your host, Anna Butner. So today is the last part of the DM series. This is part 10. And we're going to take a break after this episode. This episode is a very heavy episode. So I'm going to start with a trigger warning to anyone who is listening, just to let you know that the stories we're going to share today are disturbing. They have disturbing content. And some of that content includes graphic sexual abuse stories. So if this is something that is going to be triggering for you, we ask you to either turn off, um, stop listening, take a break, take a breather while you're listening. When, if it gets too heavy, when, and if, if it gets too heavy and we completely understand if you also can't stay through this episode, as I shared, we have received some very, um, uh, graphic DMs from some of our listeners. And I just felt like for this episode, I didn't want to do it on my own. I felt like I needed the assistance of a licensed therapist. And with us today, we actually have one of those. We have a licensed therapist coming in all the way from London, England, my fellow Gambian woman. And I would like to introduce you all to Cash. Cash, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, hi Anna. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. This is this is great. Um, so as Anna said, my name is Cash. I am a licensed therapist. I am born and raised in Gambia. Um, lived in Gambia and moved out of Gambia when I was fifteen and moved to the states. Um, and then that's when I started my um schooling in social work. So I have worked in the field of mental health for over 10 years, um, doing therapy, programming, running programs, um, all types of stuff, working in hospitals, working in outpatient units, all types of stuff. And I've worked with ages range from about four to 95. So I have a vast um, experience with um, clients dealing with mental health issues. I do work with a, a company in Gambia and I do work with people that provide, I provide therapy to people. It's still up and running. Um, and we could discuss that with, um, I do do that currently. So yeah, I think that's me in a nutshell. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on this episode. It's so inspiring to know that we have young Gambians that are getting into this field because it's so needed. And in general, just young Africans. And literally your range covers everybody. I mean, from <laughs> four to 95, girl, anybody can come to you for help. And I love that. Um, so again, thank you for being here. I'm super excited. And thank you to my best friend who recommended you through her sister. Um, thank you for having me. Yes. So we'll start again, trigger warning. The content that is going to be shared is very graphic and has um, a lot to do with sexual violence, sexual abuse. So please be mindful while listening. So what I usually do, Cash, is just jump into the letters. Okay. So I'm going to do that. And the first letter reads, hi, sis. I am a Gambian man who was molested and penetrated by an older guy that lived in my neighborhood when I was a little boy. He would send me to buy him things from the corner shop. And when I got home, he would give me his change and allow me to buy candy. That was how he lured me in 
and groom me to the point of molesting and penetrating me. I knew it was wrong and I refused to go back to that house. Once I stopped going back there, I noticed that he had targeted other young boys. As time went on, a group of women started complaining about the relationship that this man had with these kids in the neighborhood and all children were forbidden from hanging around him. This man was a religious leader called an Ustas. Later on in my teenage years, I had a hard time getting girls. I was called ugly and I had very low self-esteem. Girls would call me gay, gorjigin. A girl challenged me to prove that I was not gay. She pulled me into a bathroom, took off my clothes, and wanted me to penetrate her. But my dick was limp and couldn't get hard. She started laughing at me. She left the bathroom and told all the other girls that I was definitely gay, and they all laughed and ridiculed me. I felt very bad. I started watching porn and got addicted. Watching porn made me feel bad because I was very much into my religious studies. I got to the point of reducing the number of times I watch porn and how often I masturbated, but sometimes I fall back into doing it all the time. I started having suicidal thoughts because life just felt hopeless. I found a girl who was very nice to me and we got along well. I was in love with her but then she moved to Senegal. I went back to being lonely and depressed. I still struggle with my porn addiction and depression. What can I do? So that's the letter that we received from a young Gambian and uh, boy, man. Um, I know that was a lot. He went through being molested in the neighborhood by an Ustaz who seemed to also be molesting other kids. And it seemed like um, the women in the neighborhood somehow figured out what was going on and forbid all the children from going to that Ustas's house. I just find it interesting that that was it. Like there was no repercussions. Mm -hmm. There was no consequences. They just, um, you know, told the kids not to go there. And this young man struggled with self-esteem. He struggled with a porn addiction. He struggled with depression. So, Cash, what would be your advice for someone like this? Anna, I think, first of all, we have to acknowledge him for speaking up. <clears throat> I think that's one thing that is not common in our society, especially with men. They don't know how to be vulnerable. And I think the first thing is just saying kudos to this guy for speaking up, for being vulnerable and, and, and bringing this up and talking about it. Of course, you can tell he's not bold to speak and I'm sure he doesn't talk to other people, but I think I just want to just give him kudos and say, thank you for sharing your story because there's so many other people like him in our society that have gone through this because how many times have we heard of religious people or men doing these this to to kids in in our society so i just want to start off by saying thank you for sharing your story because this is something common um now again in uh with the therapist side of things i think he really needs to seek therapy again this is something that is not big in gambia but with everything that he's been through um, he needs to seek therapy to deal with his trauma because this is a traumatic event that he went through. Mm -hmm. um, 
And this is something that he has to deal with. Trauma is something that you have to deal with for the rest of your life. So seeking therapy is going to be something that's going to be good for him um, to assist with his self-esteem issues that he's dealing with, his depressive symptoms that he's dealing with, as well as the addiction with porn that um, he was dealing with. I don't know if he's still dealing with it, um, but therapy can kind of assist with that. And also practice self-care. Take care of yourself. Um, practice positive um, affirmations. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to be able to go through this. You're going to get to where you want to be. You're going to you're going to be okay. Things mm-hmm. would be okay. Things would turn around. You'll find um, that person that 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 person that you're looking for to one day settle with. You would get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think just finding positive people around him. So whether it's friends, whether it's family. Um, I know in Gambia, that's one of the big things. A lot of people lack trust. You don't know who you can trust. It's hard to just go and talk to someone. Um, so just finding those those positive people around you. Maybe it doesn't have to be a bunch of people, but just one or two people that you can be vulnerable with and just mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. Um, do you speak well of cash? I do. Okay, great. Also, Namabuga Dugal say all of because my audience is all of and speak English speaking. Okay. Um, so like them way come hale your hamne hamga amun fit because it's it sounded like um ustas bit of kudun groom diko yoni muiko dem generally general mali so nyo ma gel wechet be male a kobe para yonga dem jeni keba danfa walanga dem jeni chingum. So kom pur hale yundao ak ni deglu nyinga hamne parents like what would you advise pour ñom lan lañ wara how do they empower their children naka lañu waxe sen yare sen xalé doom yu goor yi nda sen xalé doom yi jigéni nga xamné dara lu melni su xewé they have the language like mun nañu wax did it wala first time bi su xewé nga dem bolé xam nga like nga dem wax ko ko xamné as you said yo olu nga ko xam nga né ki soko ko waxé community very often blame victim instead of new whole culprit be pare accountability so langa muna wax yaaye papa yi pour ñi diglu pour ñu mëna yar sen doomi in a way bo xamné dara lu melni su hewé ñom dinañ mëna avoid lolu exactly and uh, and i think oh, i like english so in society bi groom ñu pour ñu wax ak suñu doomi affaire sex affaire inappropriate touching affaire what is right and what is wrong um we were just not raised to do that but i think change swing mindset be and start to let these to talk pull wahak halay pull new ham lolo halay you get set on tele these kids you get set on tele you get you get whole see internet be they're seeing all these things but they humming learn more exactly it is because they're just seeing it from the tv so pay as a parent so so you get that that age and we usually at work i've had clients that are as young as Six seven because Hegnasen, yai, boy, they've they've been raped or somebody in the house, an older kid, Muslim co rape in the house. So I've had kids as young as six that we're starting to talk about inappropriate touching. 
So parents then ample start to talk about it because leader for bari gambe, the for bari gambe so much and it it's not like it's getting better. Wahakale lan lan inappropriate touching. Or sadom so they may fena, so they may school, or nga dem um dara, or nga dem church, or nga dem for them. Mu am gor or jigin bulalal, bulal near your genital part, so when be also ni nyuanga wahmako. Straight away, kanga wahmako. So teaching these kids na jangal halay lan moy inappropriate touching or lan lalanit or nitsulat lale o sulani nga nyonga wahakman. So that communication for na lulang amok, lulu monika beating as parents na just encourage sa dombine, you know, yangi dem fi, luheo nga nyonga wahma. Lohamne, he no show you losa, okay, ki lal, def malal or def malaj, pul madem jinda dara manyo mu jokmadar, just let me know. Let's talk about it. Hala, you think they may plaster me, you think you it? Nga lagle, dolen wahne, come sing you it, dolen wahne, oh, ki def lalal. No, but lagle, how did it go? Take the time to kind of, um, to, to, to dissect how their day was or how, think them, how did it go? I think parents just need to find the time to do that. Wanga diga de, because si suin communities in yun Gambia, te mata wut ban heet nga ndak olof nga wu ndak aku nga ndak sarahule nga kiri yu bari woduge be hamli neka chibir danga hatit. Because parents si, brother si, yenay danga hamne dafaneka abuse bo hamne mungi yuge from your own da sa half sibling la na hale buñ seda si sakir wala hale yunge seda sibir kiri nyom sen bopa pay nen dal sinyom hale god nen dal sinyom so definitely mungi hew wai lene luma bukona lakite tamit pur empower suin community si mwoy nakala parency muna tichi jangal sen domi pur nyu trust their instincts because hamga as nit no matter how young you are you have that instinct where when you're in a space that feels mm -hmm. uncomfortable and unsafe, it's like mm -hmm. it's like you just feel uneasy and your spirit is telling you, mm, you want to get out of this situation. This doesn't feel right. right. But how do we empower our children? Again, I think you're going to go back to communication, parents yeah. communicating to their kids to trust their instinct. Like, I'm going to swing. As a girl, if you feel uncomfortable, if you don't like it, show that you don't like it. But exactly. So please touch on that. Right. Again, communication and things like that. But mm -hmm. as parent, like you said, so feeling that are the forum or the money always work niti. Yo hamga sad hamga sadombi. Every day I at sadombi. Sadombi hang na mudem foy or mudem si neighborhood bill, whatever mudem program school or something. Munyoat muching or mu mer or yo hamga ne sadombi sunyu. Maybe the first thing mum need def my dow mudem si frigbi utileka or nyo mu mu explain la or lia kli lade, but baseball munu sadombi munyorek. Duga si bir kerbi, dem si negbi teda. Yo, as a parent, like you said, trust your gut. Okay. Man ki, do de def lide. Demal nga wak kalebi. Demal nga ni. Now, sometimes, again, when swing ege teenage age, hengen nanyo ni, aw bay ma ni, nga meko time. But bul bay lulu mu dem. Mekal shone nga follow up on lulu, nga just hamlan mo li. Again, am nanyo hamne dunye muna, halay deng uti, am nanyo hamne deel, 
they're easy to talk to or they're easy to to other things out you have to push but as a parent is making sure a trust so got be making sure ninga follow up ak lolo hamne okay suma don bi melut ni amna dal hejna lu xew na munuta ne kan it doesn't have to be net for them ni touch ko or something but it could be anything it could be as small as hejna kena moko wa something lo hamne like ko that's something that you have to to deal with or talk to them about it and say okay you know whatever this person says doesn't matter have that that communication with them but make sure a follow up don't just leave it oh he never sona because normally you know they oh so never sona rek motax na tay mom never sona na fa ni mu dem mu tida you don't know what happened it could be something small it could be something big but i think again it all comes to i think gambia as a whole they ample just sensitize the whole country and just yeah. kind of change our mindset in a lot of things again you get this lubari si internet bi you get this lubari si ni but it's like people just then banya change their mind frame bi mm-hmm. pull 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 gis ne okay these kids are seeing a lot on the internet and are going through a lot ne they're probably dealing with a lot pull parents mm-hmm. you know you just get on it mm-hmm. thank you thank you very much I think that's great advice. We can now get into the next um uh DM again trigger warning um the story that I'm about to share also has graphic details about uh sexual abuse. So ki mubindama muni hello harit I would like to stay anonymous and I would like to share my story. It's great that you have created a safe space for us to share some of the stories that are eating us alive. This serves as an outlet to so many, I'm sure, and I for one am in full support of your podcast. Thank you so much. So my story started while I was living in Europe. I was always getting in trouble at school and around the neighborhood. So my mom sent me back to Gambia as punishment. I was being raised by a single mom and there were many tough times. Now as an adult looking back I wish I would have made things easier for my mom but as a 16 year old who was being bullied and dealing with racism my acting out was really a cry for help unfortunately my mom was busy trying to make ends meet and keep a man at the same time at just 16 years old I already had perky d cup breast as an ass like a video vixen and waist like a wrist okay <laughs> <laughs> i had long hair and my skin complexion is what you would call red bone even some of my mom's boyfriends would lust over me when they came to visit her i knew the look and so did my mom she was very protective and would break up with any men that looked at me like that or looked at me like they wanted to fuck me the summer of my 16th birthday my mom came home early from work and found me with some friends doing drugs and having an orgy in her house this was the last straw she packed me up and took me to gambia to live with my auntie and uncle who lived in the combos she didn't want to leave me with her mom my grandmother in banjul because she feared I would give her too much trouble. Well, I moved to Gambia. Oh, where did my story go? I am so sorry. I just missed the story. Let me reopen it so that I can continue reading. 
the computer. All right, here we are. Where did she stop? Okay, she packed me up and took me to Gambia to live with my auntie and uncle who lived in the Combos. She didn't want me to, she didn't want to leave me with my grandmother in Banjo because she feared I would give her too much trouble. Well, I moved in with my uncle and auntie and their three children, two brothers and a sister. I shared a room with the younger sister and she was very sweet. Needless to say, all the boys in the neighborhood had their tongues wagging every time I went to the shop or hung out with the other girls my age. Not even six months into my stay in this quiet, family-friendly neighborhood, my cousin and I were fucking. It was fun until we got caught by his dad. My uncle yelled at us both, but more at his son. But at that, but all that did was make us more sneaky, more creative, and bigger liars. One day, I was home alone, not sure where everyone else was, but my uncle came home and found me reading Mills and Bones. Ooh, this ages you. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me to join him in the living room. He looked serious and I was a little scared. He had a haftan and I was wearing a t-shirt and a malan. He asked me to drop my malan. I did as he asked because I wanted him to know that I wasn't scared of him. To be honest, I was terrified. He asked me to take off my underwear and I took it off and threw it on his laps. He got up and I could see his heart on through his haftan. He pushed me against the dining table and entered me without a condom. He was not rough. I did not scream or call out for help. I knew no one was home, so that would be pointless. When he was done, he went to his room and I went to take a shower. From that day, I moved out and went to live with my grandmother. After two months at my grandmother's, I realized I was pregnant. When I was asked who got me pregnant, I told them it was either my uncle or my cousin. It brought a lot of drama and fighting within the family. My mom flew back to get me, and that's how I left Gambia. My baby is now a grown woman and is married with children. I myself got married and had two more children. We have to address the predatory behavior of our African dads, uncles, brothers, cousins, and friends. So she's not asking for advice, but mm -hmm. she just shared her story. Right. And, and what I wanted to say was how many times have we heard about this? It's And it's continue. It's continuous in Gambia. How many times have we heard of a, a, a young girl going to move with their uncle or their, you know, stepdad, and then mm -hmm. this happens. Mm -hmm. How long are we going to deal with this situation? And I think Gambia needs to, something needs to be done. An example needs to be made mm -hmm. on someone for people to know that this is serious. Mm -hmm. If you have a sexual problem or if you want to, 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 you're married, you have your wife, you, 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 you have all of these going on, but sometimes it's, it's a problem. If you need help, you can seek help, but don't continue to touch young kids, especially in your house. This is someone that, you know, her mom trusted you to come and stay there and you end up doing this to her, a poor kid, yeah. innocent kid. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, um, from reading her story, because she was already sexually active mm-hmm. while she was in Europe um, before she got to Banjo, because she explained she was doing drugs and they were having an orgy when the mom you know, showed up and found mm-hmm. them. And that was the last straw for the mom. Then when she came to Gambia, she was having sex with the cousin that was living in the house. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm sure they're age mates, right? Like, and mm-hmm. it was consensual cause she wanted it as well. Right. Um, and then they got caught and then, you know, the dad yells at them, but the dad was yelling at the, the son more than her. Mm-hmm. But I think that also is a telltale sign right there. So how not Exactly. So momu tech halibujigen bi bot neko ah konka yodanga tedo yangi tedo sumadom. Mantam I will have my way with you. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it was it was planned yep. because the he made sure it was a day bo hamne ken neko sikirbi. Momu wonye kusi, hamne halibujigen bi reka neka sikirbi. And then Amga Nimko Oye Sisalbi Nanko Simil Samalan bi simil sa draws me. And um as she shared, mom si bopa mungi ragal. Want to book a one pabine of a ragal, so Monta Muko Jai Hanga, Nyaka Kersanyaka Jum. Okay, Simisuma Balan, Bimanta Masanico, Simisuma Dros, Bimanta Masanico, Monta Muhichako. The only thing is, at least he wasn't rough with her, like in a way, of course, it still wasn't consensual because we also have to talk about consent. Cash, can we talk about consent in our Gambian community? Because Ali Gori Dunje Lach Ali Jigini, they just assume, presume. You know, well, according to how things were going, I figured, but can we talk about consent? How important is consent when it comes to sex? It's very, I, I think very important. And I don't even think if they, they know what that means. For them, it's, okay, this girl looks interested and we're, I'm just going to try to have sex with them and that's it. Mm-hmm. They don't worry about age and like, you know, she this with this story, she it looked like she she's a goddess from the, the <laughs> reading. Girl, the way she described herself. <laughs> Listen, Muni the Bahia's pitch. Muni, Kawarambanga, good up and down to the Giganawambi. Muni Wangambangi, Melni Coca Cola bottle, Muni Zakala and Digamli. Muni Digamli and Gimelni wrist. How would you get be Mashala? Exactly. Mom, 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 goddess. She's a goddess. So people. Men, as she said, bim bim move Gambia, gori, konbiye, nyom lorek lendegis, tat, wen, yaram, kolabunais, ni, that's all. Lineka sume hell right now, moneka ki na mabugati do mom, lorekla. Bugulohaam ki nyate yezla am, bugulohaam ki nothing. Bugulohaam da ki da fa am HIV sa. Gambia, dunye even halate no. You don't know. You could have a, a, an STD, but you're okay. You're, 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 you're still beautiful. That doesn't change your beauty. Mm-hmm. But in their head, they don't have to say, they don't have to say, they don't have to say, so, they don't have to say, 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 when we get to that age, you're, you're still flirtatious, well, well, you know, Doing mm-hmm. all that, so you think that okay, ki bugana tedo akman ngadem am sex akmom lanoy lolo. What is that? This yeah. is an underage kid. Absolutely. Even if the kid was your age, if the kids like you said consent, did you ask? <laughs> did you just jump on this girl? What <laughs> what are you doing? Because that that could get you in trouble as well. 
absolutely. And sexual consent for those that are unclear, sexual consent is consent to engage in sexual activity. Lolumoy, ngalachma, manewao. Malachla, nganewao. Nyunyariyep, nyudakorsi, hamne, denyonyotedo. Lolumoy consent. Nyaka consent moy, yo lajulo jangabi sanga dal sikoam. Lolumoy rip. We do not take these crimes seriously and make sure that we persecute and make sure that the man is, is accountable for his actions and there's punishment because there has to be punishment. It's a violation. It's violent, it's unwarranted, it's unasked for, it's unwanted, and that's why sexual consent is very important. Why also cash? Nelian Watan Watani Diga Nun Hal Sun 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 Beer Nun Gambian community. Hale you jigeninga hamne sen yarami daflin dafni gawa develop. Most of the time yang feka mam yenge taka sen weni dijel baku dilen door na sen weni delu. Wala nyung lena jel dilen nuba wala bungini hale jigeni den yora gala nyosa wala ne ki daf ma don tapas wala ki daf ma lalfi because xamne ni suñ ñipsi ñun jigen yi we our own worst enemy sa yaaye sa baajen yek sa anti yek sa magi jigen xam nga da nga gok xam nga yaang fi nekk di yengal sa wang bi do bay ni nga doxe do defé ni they always blame the girls exactly and as women we need to be there for them instead of blaming them victimizing them re-victimizing them we should be there for them to support them. And we should also make safe spaces so these girls have a place to come and tell their stories. Do no catch. I agree. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Teki, can you share a story? And be, you know, like you said, she's not asking for advice and stuff. I think mm -hmm. what a lot of things that we need, a lot, what, one thing that we need in Gambit is people that have gone through things like this. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying speak up because Gambia community be so mindset be is is on another level. That's another whole <laughs> conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to speak up, to be an advocate. I know it, you know, there, there's there are people that are doing it now, talking about it openly and things like that. But I think we just need more advocate, need uh -huh. more communication, need more sensitization about this. You know, Gambia TV, TV, but do we have programs about things like this on TV every day, every other day, once a week, something in the schools, have like, you know, part of the ministry to be going to schools, talking mm -hmm. to children, things like that, or an organization that is willing to do that because it's needed in Gambia. It's Absolutely. needed in Gambia. Like we were talking previous, talking uh, the, the previous story about talking about inappropriate touching. Mm -hmm. We need we need that in the schools, outside of the schools, on the TV, all these billboards and stuff in Gambia. First, what they mean? First, billboard, boneka, showbi, amnini. Do we have one about that? Right. You know, it's it's needed, and I think, you know, it's I have people that I've talked to that have gone through some things like this, and I'm always pushing. You mm -hmm. need to be an advocate. You yeah. have gone through this. Now, people like us that are working, we can talk, but we can only but so much talk about it. But right. you that have gone through this, you need to be an advocate. Try to come up with something. You know, I'm always willing to talk to people. Talk to, just be an advocate and talk to people. And people sometimes are open to talking to other people that have been through it. And, you, you know, you, you have your own 
kind of click for lack of a better word that you mm-hmm. can talk talk about these things and discuss these things and like a support things. group exactly a support mm-hmm. group and that's something that i think it needs to be done in Gambia. Like I said, I, I I do work with a couple of people that have have started support groups in Gambia and they have these things that they're mm-hmm. doing. Um, mm-hmm. Just a bunch of clients that I've worked with that are going through similar things and then I kind of link them up together and now they have their own mini support groups and they're meeting weekly mm-hmm. or every other, once a month, just mm-hmm. talking through things. So that's like they have that support other than me being their therapist, kind of talking right. to them. Right. So I think, people need to look into this as well especially if you've been through this and you know i know it's hard putting yourself out there yeah but it's we need to start somewhere absolutely but i you couldn't have said it better we definitely need support groups for young boys and young girls who have been sexually molested abused and again going back to consent consent is an agreement between partners who want to engage in sexual activity you have to make sure that you're able to share and freely communicate your consent. I already have a whole episode on sexual consent. So please feel free to go back to that episode, listen to it because I break it down for you, what it means, what are the different kinds of consent. And also I have a whole song that I made about sexual consent. But my point was, I just wanted to get this out there. Like, let's normalize talking about sexual consent in our Gambian communities, in our African communities, because it's very important. Now we're going to get into the last letter that we uh, that I received. This is also another trigger warning for those of you that are listening, or if you want to continue listening, This letter also, unfortunately, is um, very graphic and has um, sexual abuse content. So this one says, hi, sis. It's with a heavy heart that I send this letter. I wanted to share that I was sexually groomed by my dad from the age of eight. He finally penetrated me at the age of 12 years old. My dad was a very fun, loud, and cheerful person. Everyone who knew him loved him. He was very affectionate with my mom, and you can tell they were in love. He was not one of those men who had girlfriends or mistresses outside. No gossip ever came back home to my mom about my dad being unfaithful. He worked hard and took care of all of us. My older brother, my younger sister and I were wanted for nothing. He was a great provider and he spoiled my mom. I feel the need to explain the kind of man he was because I need you and your listeners to understand that he was not a monster to the world. He was seen as a great man. However, my father had a sickness in him. His sickness was his sexual attraction to children. The first night my dad penetrated me, I cried all night into the morning. He was very prepared. He brought Vaseline and a towel. After he was finished, he left me with my he left my favorite biscuits on the table. I refused to eat them to show my disapproval, but that didn't stop him. My mom is a businesswoman and travels a lot. So whenever she traveled, I knew he would come into my room. 
This went on for years until I left for college. I am in Europe and I never went back to Gambia from the day I left for college. My only worry and regret was that I left my younger sister behind. After years and years of therapy and after my father's death, I finally went back home. My mom, my older brother, younger sister and I spent a lot of time together while I was in Gambia. During one of our outings, I shared with all of them that my father used to abuse me. My mom was upset. Two was crying, but I stopped when brother and sister said my father did the same to them. There was a lot of there are a lot of sick sexual deviants in our societies, and they are our brothers, our fathers, our uncles, our cousins, teachers, and neighbors. I left Gambia, and my mom and I stopped speaking. My siblings and I are all in therapy and we all vowed never to go back. Akash. This is such a sad, heavy story. Akash. But uh, come on, until, until, my start the, until I started working at Gambians. Uh -huh. So Marie Delonely, last year, didn't uh -uh. This is it's a one-off, uh -huh. but it worked. Uh -huh. Baby must start a delegate a government, so I have the lead for Barry's in society. Ninga hamne, Papa Yinga hamne, Ninga Nega Fufno, the act only. These are prominent, well known men, older men in our society. You get the fleet and dormy. Then own dom. Then own dom. They give me a key name go here, select a minute, the prepared. I'm going to key the dom a miracle on the fleet. Well, I'm going to do my my first. I'm coming out here. He was prepared. He this is experience. He knew to bring Vaseline, right? Right. So in a towel. Exactly. So I'm going to do my bill. Like my first time, we've got. Could them? I'm not even you. They consent care. Landle, Mindan, all types of people, leader for Barisusing society. Be and again, I want to say kudos to this person for speaking up. I know this is you know years ago and stuff, but this is something that she has to. That's your own dad. This is something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. Legi mungini amut relationship ak yaya because yaya what gomut ko or is just upset doesn't probably and ashamed as well hamut nakalamo sa own dom sa papa mo you know my like she you know she said she seek they've seek therapy they've been seeking therapy she needs to continue to seek therapy more my siblings sami continue because therapy is like maintenance a lot of people seek therapy. As you know, again, a gambe is not a big thing. Or, oh, for me, therapist, the flannel, and low, and the fall A, B, and C. No, that's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. it's just processing your thoughts, your feelings, things that you, 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 and then the therapist assisting you with, with skills and techniques for you to deal with those thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is heavy trauma, this is heavy, heavy trauma that she's going to deal with, as well as she's looking at her siblings, they've been through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I would just advise continue to seek therapy, continue to seek therapy for that maintenance. Because mm -hmm. one thing about this, you're going to be okay one day. And mm -hmm. then down the line, those symptoms, those depressive symptoms, or something would remind you of, you know, maybe she could even listen to this episode and have a bad day. Right. 
because those triggers, anything can trigger her and you get back into that slump. Mm -hmm. um, so she just needs to make sure to continue that, take care of herself. Um, and then she, unfortunately, she has her siblings that she can relate to, which is not something that you want to relate to anybody, but right. that's their situation. So them, uh, that's kind of her support group. Wow. To, to, for them to just talk through it, you know, things that each one of them have learned in therapy, they can mm -hmm. kind of talk through it and deal with it as, as a whole. But again, this is where I was talking about Anna, sensitization, the fasohla birgambe. We need how many anonymous number, call or magi or whoever it is, no call, no talk. Something needs to be done in Gambia. Something. Because key story, this is years ago. You would think by now, I'm dealing with people that have dealt with this four or five years ago. It's still happening today. Wow. And I think what I also want to highlight is how she took the time to explain what an amazing, fantastic, mm -hmm. outgoing guy the dad is. Because, you know, there's usually a detachment. People cannot, your papi nga hamni, papi da fo ba, papi da fa re, papi da fo buka jabaram, nop jabaram, mufidi, yaha jabaram, papi dina lal halay. So people need to understand that, yes, you can have this outgoing personality seemingly on the outside, like you're this fantastic guy, where mm -hmm. at home you're a monster. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, Anna. Fair yeah. wow. it's a Fair that's what people again, you know, they know funny, but it's it's not something nice to do. But it's an addiction. How you can be addicted to porn, you can be addicted to having sex with, with kids. It's an addiction. And now swing society, can why can why them face key or let's say I know about it. Mandina them si pabi maneko or yo denga ampul them seek help Can we do that in our society? We cannot. We can't do that in our society. Because disrespect how do you even fix your mouth did it like you feel like you would rather let the child or the younger person who in this case is being abused continue to get abused than address this man who's making so much money family Exactly. It's, just, it's very nuanced. It's it's very complicated. There's so much to unpack there. But I'm so glad that she shared her story. And yeah. as you said, it's great that at least um, it's very unfortunate that it also happened to the brother and the sister. Mm -hmm. But the silver lining is that they, as you said, can be their own support group. They don't even need to go to the outside. They right. had the same abuser. The abuser was their dad. And mm -hmm. what really broke my heart is that she stopped talking to her mom. Like yep. the mom just couldn't bring herself to accept the daughter's story, reality, what she lived through. Mm -hmm. Instead, she's like, did it. Exactly. Yeah. It's such a sad story. It really is. Um, so to all our listeners, thank you so much for sticking through the DM series. Cash, I cannot thank you enough for coming on this episode. I just knew I couldn't do this on my own. Oh, no, it was a lot. It was heavy. 
you have shared so much insightful information. I hope that the listeners will take heed to your advice to make sure that they are talking to their children and are about inappropriate touching, that they're empowering their children to trust in their instincts to get out of situations that they're in. To the parents, when you have teenagers that show changed behavior, when you have the most jovial child, all of a sudden is shut in and is sad all the time, is locking the room, is crying, check in on your children. And this goes to girls and boys. Boys also get molested, as you heard in the first story. Also talk about sexual consent with your children, especially when they get to the age of sex. Don't just say, Bulentedo, haram, safara. Clearly, that message has done nothing in the centuries that human beings have been alive. Right. <laughs> our society, something. Mm -hmm. I agree. I definitely agree. Well, thank you again so much for being our most amazing guest to end the last episode of the DM series. And for all the listeners, we have an exciting new series coming up for you called the Lamin series. Stay tuned for that. Thank you, Cash. Have a great day. You too.